Thank you, Dr. Lamb. I really appreciate you. Thank you for everybody who has joined on this special call. I really, I want to echo what, what uh, Reverend Lamb said is that, you know, we've never met in person. We've never sat across the table and broke bread together. Yet we have broke bread on many occasions virtually. And the time that we're living in, uh, the earth has been shrank by the capacity of the computer. And so he is right. Our, our spirits are a lot alike. And I love him. I appreciate him. And I thank everybody who's on this call. I thank for, I'm thankful for everybody who has put the diligence behind and the commitment behind this moment to set aside some time for the body of Christ to gather together. And Donald Lamb, he is a man of after God's own heart. And those are the type of people that I surround myself with. Today, I know that we have just a limited amount of time. But I want you to know, for those who do not know me, that I am a studier of people. And I, as a professional speaker, I have to be attuned or listen to what is going on around me in the world? And it would be good for you, even if you're not a professional speaker, to do the same things. Don't be ignorant of the signs of the time. And don't just go through life so casually that you're not taking in what's happening around you. And so a friend of mine and a friend of actually a mutual friend of Reverend Lambs and I said a message or said a phrase to me the other day, just almost in passing. And I'm building a global platform to reach over a million students with the message of no matter the adversity, you still can make it. And this friend of mine who Donald knows very well, he said, you know, King, you're just about poised for a breakthrough. And, you know, for him, he just typed it. He didn't say it to me. He just typed it out. And like Donald said, a lot of us have not met one another face-to-face, -face, and so it's very easy to just dismiss the words that somebody would say to you and count them as, well, that's just something nice someone said. But the more that I thought about that statement, the more that I prayed over it, the more that I wrestled with what I should bring the people of God here today, I realized that God spoke through that, that young man to speak to me to speak to you. So the title, if we must have a title, <laughs> the title of what I'm going to speak to you today is Poised for a Breakthrough. You are, ladies and gentlemen, poised for a breakthrough. The word poised has a multitude of definitions and explanations. I'm going to give you just a few so that we can 
keep brevity and accuracy during this time. Poised means having a composed and self-assured manner. Poised means self-possessed. Poised, ladies and gentlemen, means self-assured and composed. Poised means assured and self-controlled. Poised also means cool-headed, calm, cool, and collected. Poised means at ease. It additionally means tranquil and serene. Let me just belabor the point a few more moments and tell you that poised means unperturbed. It also means unruffled, impassive, nonchalant, confident, self-confident, and dignified. Those are some of the synonyms for this term poised. How many people understand that in the kingdom of God, you need to be poised? I want to take you to Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month unto you. Speak ye all to, of the congregation of Israel, saying, in the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. It shall be of the household, if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to the number of his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Verse 5 of that same chapter says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall eat it out from the sheep or from the goats. And, she, and ye shall take it until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation shall kill it in the evening and they shall take it they shall take the blood and strike it upon the two posts and the upper doorposts of the houses wherein they shall eat it and they shall eat the flesh in that night roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it eat it not raw nor sodden with water at all but roast with fire the head and the legs and the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth until the morning, ye shall burn with fire. Thus shall ye eat it. Now watch this. God gives them a set of instructions. And then he says, here's how I want you to devour this meal. I want you to eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, 
and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Supper. It is the Lord's Passover. Now, in that scripture setting, ladies and gentlemen, of which I've been wrestling with and toiling with for the past several days since my friend spoke that phrase to me. He didn't know that I was going to be speaking at this event. He didn't know that I would have the privilege of having fellowship with Donald Lamb and the saints of the Most High God. He didn't know. He just said it to me because we were talking about business. I said, brother, I'm trying to reach a million souls. And he said, you know what, King? I think you are poised for a breakthrough. Somebody say poised for a breakthrough. Oh, yes. And when we see how God labored the point of telling the children of Israel how they should eat and how they should cook the food and how the, the speed and rapidity with which they should eat the food and at what time of day they should eat it and what they should be wearing, their garments and how they should be cloaked and what they should put on the doorpost of their houses. We see God belaboring the point, telling them this. This is how you should eat this meal. He talks about all the external. God talks about all of the peripheral, ladies and gentlemen. But he never talks to them about their attitude. He said, eat it in haste. He said, put your staff on your, put your staff in your hand, shoes on your feet, gird up your loins, put blood on the doorpost, boil it. Don't, don't let anything remain. Roast that with remains, burn it, get up out of here. We got to go. God says, clearly, this is the way I want you to do it. This is how I want you to eat it. But he never tells the people how their attitude. He never tells the people how their attitude should be. Never. And ladies and gentlemen, when my friend told me, you're poised for a breakthrough, I said, well, my friend, what does that mean? What does poised for a breakthrough look like? Does it mean that you got your staff in your hand? Does it mean, ladies and gentlemen, that you got your shoes on your feet? Does it mean that you have boiled it and roasted it with fire? Does it mean that you have eaten your meal in haste? Because these folks, ladies and gentlemen, the children of Israel are getting ready for a breakthrough. But they weren't poised. They weren't poised for a breakthrough. They were prepared for a breakthrough because God gave them the litany of details. And I've read this scripture hundreds of times as I've preached this set of scriptures, but I've never preached this message before in my life. Where we look at how the children of Israel were told to get ready. But the one thing that the children of Israel did not take into account was their mindset. And I want you guys to understand that in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not just meat nor drink, but the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, 
and joy in the Holy Ghost. All three of those things you cannot touch. Those are positions of poisedness, if you will, having composed and self-assured mannerisms, being self-possessed, uh, understanding that you are self-controlled and cool-headed. God says, I want you to get all this stuff together. But he did not tell them their mentality of how they should lead. Some of us have gone through a litany of disasters in 2020 and to include 2021. We have seen multiple lockdowns and multiple deaths of family members and people smitten away from us and lives smitten out. And we've watched just yesterday as three teenagers were taken away from us off of this earth that were untimely taken away by a gunman. We, we've seen so much. And so when we're ready to go, oftentimes we put our staff in our hand, we put our shoes on our feet, we boil the food, we roast it, but we don't think about how our mentality is supposed to be. Because God said, though you have been through a lot, what I'm getting ready to show you, you're going to need so much more than a staff. You're going to need so much more than blood on your doorpost. You're going to need to be absolutely con consumed with the poise of God. In other words, Lord, Lord, I know what's facing me right now does not line up with what I believe is supposed to happen. Lord, I understand that I've been believing for a miraculous and a mighty breakthrough. But what I'm seeing said it before me does not bear witness to what you promised you were going to do. You told me to roast this lamb with fire. You told me to get my shoes on my feet. You told me to get my staff in my hand. But God, when I come before the next obstacle in my life, I wonder, God, will the staff sustain? sustain me? Will the shoes on my feet sustain me? Will my loins being girded sustain me? And I want you to know the answer is no. Sometimes, oh, let me just minister for a moment. Sometimes just going to prayer meeting enough won't be enough. Sometimes just entering in and putting your one finger up and sitting on the back row and dropping your tithes in the basket as it's coming out as you're 40 minutes late for church won't be enough. Sometimes someone's saying, well, yet I'm just yet holding on. That won't be enough. It won't be. It won't be enough to sustain you because the circumstances that the devil tries to bring before humanity will be sometimes in the physical insurmountable. When we've done all that we know to do, and when we've listened to the Lord, and we've obeyed his calling, and we still see calamity and roadblocks before us, how do we stay poised for a breakthrough? Exodus chapter 14 says this, 
verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel. Turn to the camp, and I want you to talk to them. In verse 3, the Lord says, For Pharaoh will say the children of Israel, they, have, they are entangled in the land in the wilderness. The wilderness hath shut them in. Their circumstances have consumed them. Listen to me, y'all. We think, you know, just banging on the tambourine is good enough. That is not enough. If you're really, if you're really, really, really going to capture where God is trying to take the end time church, we've got to be poised for a breakthrough. The Bible says in verse 4, I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow them, and I will be honored of Pharaoh and upon all of his hosts that are the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord and that I did so. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, we can't blame it on the big bad devil. Sometimes it is the will of God for adversity to face us. Whew. Sometimes it is the will of the Almighty for a roadblock to be set before us. And verse 5 says, and it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. They ran. They did exactly what the Lord said. Shoes on their feet, roasted with fire, blood on the doorpost. They did everything, girded with loins. Everything's good to go. We did exactly. We followed the rule book. We did everything that you said, God. We followed the catechism. We listened to it. We followed Advent. We did everything you said. And we get to this place where God says, now, I'm going to show you how to be poised. Or breakthrough. <laughs> I know you done did everything that your grandma and all them told you to do. I know you done got the Bible that's 17 inches thick on your coffee table and you got that open to the 23rd Psalms and hell is still going on in your life. God says, now, now that I got your attention, let me show you how to be poised or ready or prepared mentally. For a breakthrough. And the Bible says that uh, that Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people, and they said, Why have we done this? Let's go get them. Verse 6, and he made ready his chariot and took the people with him. Verse 7, and he took 600 chariots and the chariots of the Egyptians and the captains over every one of them. Verse 8, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with an high hand. So they went out, ladies and gentlemen, with their hands up. Y'all come into the tabernacle with your hands up. We lift our hands in the sanctuary, right? We're praising God. And still, all hell is breaking loose in our life. But the Egyptians pursued after them. All the horses and the chariots and the horsemen and his army overtook them and camping them by the sea. And Pharaoh drew nigh. Let me just tell you something. Sometimes our adversary will get as close as drawing nigh. And Pharaoh drew nigh. And the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched unto them. And they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. 
and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us out of Egypt? Is it not, uh, did, didn't we tell you, didn't we give you the word in Egypt saying, Let us alone, let, let us not worry about having our shoes on our feet and our staff in our hand and our, our loins girded up and roasting with fire and putting blood on the doorpost? Didn't we tell you to leave us alone, Moses? And you bring us out here to die in the wilderness. And Moses said in verse 13, and I close, ladies and gentlemen. And Moses said to the people, fear not. You're poised for a breakthrough. Fear not. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today for the Egyptians whom ye have seen today. Ye shall see them no more ever again. You got to be poised for the kind of breakthrough God wants to put in your life, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't just the average will bless me a little bit. It ain't just that I don't need just a little vial of oil for you to come and smidge a little bit on my forehead and think that I'm going to go away and be okay. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm poised for a breakthrough. I'm facing a Red Sea. I'm facing an enemy behind me. I'm facing listening to everything God said, and it's seemingly like it didn't work. And, and God told the man of God, tell the people of God, don't you do nothing else. You've done everything I told you to do. Now you are poised for a breakthrough. And I want you to tell your soul. I want you to speak to your mind right now. I want you to speak to your heart because the devil will like us to look around at all the circumstances. Maybe some people on this call have lost their jobs. Maybe some people watching me have lost loved ones and they're facing an insurmountable Red Sea. And you're like, Lord, I put my staff in my hand. I put my shoes on my feet. And God says, now, let's get poised for a breakthrough. Father, I'm praying for everyone that heard this call tonight. I'm praying that everyone that's been on this line, that we would be standing before the, the hallowed shoreline of the Red Sea, God. No longer do we need a... Do we need to depend on just a staff or our, our loins girded or, or bitter herbs or, or a, a lamb roasted with fire? But God, it is what, what let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. The Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You, ladies and gentlemen, are poised for a breakthrough. God bless you.